Um, Doug and I are longtime friends, 20, almost 20 years, darn close to it. And um, we have been just walking this scary parallel life, you know. I think we're, you're another brother from another mother. That's something like that, yeah. It's my brother, yeah, anyway, one of those phrases. Uh, we're, we, we're just uh, good buds. Um, Doug, uh, we've been friends long before Blazing Fire started. Doug and I were exploring the world of Holy Spirit together when it was brand new to both of us. And uh, we, we went down to Anaheim Vineyard together and, you know, had a party down there and, uh, uh, with John Wimber. We, we, we just experienced a whole lot of things together. So when, when Blazing Fire started... Doug's actually the one that got us out on the streets. Um, we were just a little home group for a year in a meeting at home, about 20 of us. And then the next year, we started meeting in a, a big old church that held like 100 people. Some of you were there last night. It was big to us because there was only 30 of us in this big room. Um, and Doug came about that time and, um, and got us out on the streets. Uh, it was amazing. We started realizing not only that God was... You know, we, we knew God was happy and loved us, but we actually started taking it out to people who needed it. And our, really, we were never the same after that. We were a going out church ever since. Um, so we're going to get to hear from Doug tonight. Before we do, I want to, uh, we, we're going to take up an offering for him. And I, I really want to ask that you bless his socks off. One of the things I found out is um, kind of unplanned, but Doug and Linda, Linda who's sitting right next to Doug. They're, they're kind of going on an unplanned sabbatical a little bit. They, they only have one. Um, they're, they're, uh, Doug's an evangelist, so he goes around all the time traveling. That's how he uh, makes his living. Of course, it's all faith journey like it is for all of us in life. And um, they're only going, he's only going out one time in the next six weeks, um, which is completely rare for them. Um, what that does mean is they're extra trusting God to get him through that time. So if uh, I'm just asking that you'd bless him really big. Uh, some of you who've just seen him for a long time uh, or have been here a long time, just understand that, that Doug um, has poured into this house in a really significant way to, to help to shape who we are. He really has. And uh, he continues to be a good friend. And I'm really looking forward to tonight because we, we've had coffee with Doug and, and we're hearing some of what he's going to share tonight. Um, it's, this is important times we're living in and Doug's bringing a really key word tonight. Before we hear that, let's go ahead and send the offering around. If you have checks, you can make it out to Blazing Fire Church. Um, but everything uh, and cash and stuff that goes in there, everything that goes in these buckets, all of it goes to Dag. None of, it, none of it's uh, coming to Blazing Fire. So, yeah, go ahead and pass those around. Um, Let's see, what else, Doug? How many of you caught Doug's act last night at, in Dublin? Doug, Doug is also a trained stand-up comedian. And let me tell you, I was laughing so hard last night, I was crying at times. Um, it, was, it was a blast. But uh, although Doug will be very funny at times tonight, he also, um, he's also as seriously as a prophet uh, in the kingdom. And... and what the Bible says about, about uh, the prophets is that if you receive a prophet in the name of the prophet, you will receive the prophet's reward. What that means is that if you give value to him and to what he brings, you get the benefit of it. 
All of us at times, let me tell you, all of us do this in a room, especially if you've not seen someone yet, and you're kind of wondering, who is this person? We all jump into that mode of kind of, um, I'll say judging. Judging isn't always bad. Judging in the sense of, okay, who are they? Is this right? Discerning is probably a better word. We're trying to discern, is this right or not? I understand that. And, and in fact, um, if you don't agree with every single word Doug says tonight, I think he's going to be pretty okay with that. Just like I'm okay if you don't, you know, if you don't agree with everything I say. But it doesn't. But what what I mean is, is that as you're hearing something and you know this is God, open up your hearts, take it in, and say, "Wow, this is amazing! I want this." The more that you do that, the more you receive what He has to give you tonight. Okay, that's a really huge principle. Otherwise, things just kind of fly right over your head, and you're wondering, "How come this isn't changing me?" Okay, you've got to agree with what the Holy Spirit's doing. All right. I think, um, I think the baskets have mostly made their way through. So let me at this point, um, I'm going to turn it over. But would you welcome and honor with me Doug Addison. I've got a prophetic word right now, guys. It, come on, it's in this song right here. Let's release this anointing. This, I'm, I'm serious. I might not look like a prophet. Here's a little, little song, song I wrote. I wrote. Might want to sing come on, everybody, what is it? No, don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Let it break off Be you right happy. now. Ready? Do you know how to woohoo? Come on. <laughs> it's the opposite of boohoo. Come on. Let's go. Jesus did. Somebody can <laughs> Don't worry. Be happy. The landlord say your rent is lit. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. Be happy. Ready? Let's go. One more time, let's go. give you my phone number when you worry about me. Oh, yeah. Ready? All right, you can have a seat, guys. Wow, great to be here. Actually, for me, it's great to be, when you're my age, great to be anywhere six feet above ground. Right? Every day is a new day, right? Oh, yeah. Set the bar low, and boy, you'll make it every time. I'm just grateful for God and grateful for what he's doing. Um, 
if you don't know me, uh, hey, if you didn't make it to the comedy, anybody uh, come to, I just want to see who went to the comedy. The rest of you, you missed it. No, sorry. <laughs> it was fun. Of course, I was the comedian. Uh, I bet you say that all uh, to all of the uh, stand-up prophetic comedians you meet. I was really looking for a niche in the kingdom of God. We've got to be, really. I mean, there's so many prophets out there, so I, I started looking like Rod Stewart, and that only got me so far, you know. I tried writing books, but my name wasn't Bill Johnson. You know, I, I was just trying to really fit in the kingdom, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and, the, and God said to me, he says, really, laughter's medicine of the soul. We've got to laugh. We've got to, we've got to be, at the, there's a seriousness of God, but we've, we've camped out in Camp Serious way too long. Really, we, we've got to now break it off. We've got to break it off. And uh, I was, uh, you know, I've been doing comedy. And tonight, though, I, I, sometimes I do full-on stand-up as, as my means of communicating. Uh, tonight, I think uh, I really do have something for the Bay Area. I really believe that tonight's extremely uh, uh, urgent, extremely uh, strategic, and, uh, and that something's going to happen. Now, as a prophetic person... Uh, I release prophetic words all the time, right? I'm always, that's what I do. I'm a professional. Uh, anyway, uh, but I started working my gift out. I don't know about you, but the more you do something, the better you get at it. That's, what, that's the kingdom of God, really. I mean, it's not to strive. It's saying that the apostle Paul says, train yourself. He said to, he said to um, run the race as if to win the prize. That, I don't know if you know what he meant, but he was talking about the Olympics, you know, when he was saying that, he was train yourself. You got to really train yourself in your gift, no matter what your gifts are. And so I've taken that seriously in my life. So I've, you know, I give a lot of prophetic words. Tonight, I probably won't do a lot of personal prophecy, just so you know, because something's going to happen in the, in the heavenly realm where I won't have to prophesy. You don't need a prophet tonight to prophesy over you personally, because something's going to shift over you. And, and when that shift happens, it's way better than getting any hands laid on you. You know, it really, when something shifts over you, that's, that's when you actually walk away and, you, and something changes in the spiritual atmosphere. And uh, I, uh, all I know is I've, I'm in a lot of meetings. I'm in about 150 meetings a year. It's my 10th year, by the way. It's our 10th birthday, our In Light Connection, my ministry, my 10th year. And I'm in a lot of meetings, and I've been in a lot of meetings over the last 20, 25 years, but there's a few meetings I've walked into and walked out changed. Honestly, I, there, I, I can really count uh, uh, about 20 of them. That, not, I, it wasn't that I wasn't here before. I'm not just saying that, you know, it wasn't your, your meeting that wasn't changing me, but you know what I mean? There's something just radically changed. I mean, shifted. And you know where the first one, that I can remember really strong was uh, we were, uh, Linda and I were living over in San Mateo, and we knew God was calling us to start a wild and crazy church back in 1990, uh, well, it was 96, 97, 1997, it was moving, yeah, almost 98. And, uh, and we knew that we were called to start something new, but we didn't know where. And so we we're in this holding pattern. You know what that's called? Transition. That's where the new hasn't come, but the, the old isn't working, the new hasn't come, and you're in the middle somewhere with a clutch pushed in going down the highway. Looking in the rearview mirror. That's the past. <laughs> Trying to drive forward. Anyone know what I mean? Transitions where we've, we've been, you know, and we're in it right now. But back in 98, we were in transition. We knew God was calling us. We were part of a church planting training group, but we were the only ones uh, who didn't know where we were going. 
and, I, and we were really the only prophetic ones of the group. And that was what was weird. Anyway. <laughs> God hides things sometimes from people like me because I would do a demographic study and mess it up. Because I'm one of those prophetic people that show up early. I'm a forerunner. And that's why he has to hide everything that he's going to do from me. But now, anyway, long story. But so uh, uh, Brent, I think, I think it was Brent that called me up and says, you need to come to this meeting that we're having. Uh, and uh, I don't even remember what church you had at the time. Uh, Dolores Winder, 1998, uh, was at some church or something. And, uh, and so we, uh, we came to the, he said, you really need to come to this meeting tonight. Uh, really, and he gave me this word. I mean, he said, it really, your life depends on it or something like that. So uh, we packed it up, got in a big fight on the way there. Anyone else do that? Let's get real, you know. <laughs> Never. <laughs> we show up and... Uh, and I was thinking, I was just so down at that time because I'd been longing for the things. I'd had so many, I had a stack of prophecies this high over my life. But I, was, I couldn't take another prophetic word. I had what was called prophetic disappointment. And, and prophetic disappointment, it said, and it's, it's called hope deferred, makes the heart sick. My heart was sick. And I said, Lord, I don't want another prophetic word. I can't take another prophetic word. I couldn't even take another, I couldn't take another meeting. And I, I was like, oh, man. And so I'm thinking, I'm in the back, you know, laying there, kind of praying like a goat. (laughs) Help me, Lord. Help. Help. I was trying to speak in tongues. You ever been there? It just wouldn't come out, man. And it's not like I was mighty man of valor or anything, you know. I'm, I'm all shriveled up in the back going, Lord. And, uh, and so I'm thinking, I can't even make it through worship. And I've never seen anybody do this before, but if you've ever met Dolores Winder, the little, little uh, lady, uh, who was that? Fireball. Fireball lady. She comes running out after the first song. Because I was back there praying, saying, Lord, I can't wait till the end. She goes, she comes running out, wait, everybody, wait, just wait. There's someone here who can't wait till the end to be ministered to. <laughs> Suddenly, I had energy. It was like when my mom, when I was five, and she'd take me, and she was shopping for dresses. I had no energy laying on the floor looking up at the dresses. But now we're going to go to the toys. What? Get out. We're going to the toys. Whoa. I had energy. And so uh, we ran down, you know. Come on down. It's your turn to play. Christ is right. You know, it was a game show. Whew. And I tell you, we got so many. Everyone prophesied over us that it was time to go on our church plant. And we knew where it was, everything. It just all opened up right then. So we went from transition into trans, uh, transferring and translating uh, into shifting into another gear, right? And everything shifted. Well, I, I, I really feel like tonight's one of those nights. Uh, it's going to be a good night, really. And I don't mean that because I'm speaking at all. In fact, I would really love to get out of the way and let the king of glory come in. Uh, but he's not here yet, so I'm filling in. Uh, tell he... Should. I mean, the presence is here. There's extra angels here tonight. Uh, the angels have gathered tonight for this time. And I don't usually do a lot of preaching and teaching. It's not really my gift. I, I do a lot of releasing and stuff. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I've been releasing some prophetic words over the last few months. Actually, I've been doing it a few years, but actually the last few months people started noticing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
I actually have been doing it for years, uh, but I release prophetic words like on the Elijah list and stuff, but something happened last May and, and people started contacting me. It's called favor, really. I've been releasing the same stuff. I, I thought, anyway, it feels the same. I hear God the same. Nothing's different to me. I've been saying the same. In fact, last year, if you look at my track record, I was actually quite, uh, quite accurate last year. However, uh, no one really paid attention because it wasn't my timing. You know, it wasn't there. Something this year in May, I hit a prophetic wave. Whoa. And people started... It, and it's really, and it, what I'm saying this is because I want to encourage you to keep doing what you do because you keep doing what you do and you keep doing what you do. Eventually, you come up with some fish. Really. Eventually, you will get a breakthrough. And that's my strategy is just not giving up. Keep going and going and going. Just keep doing it. Uh, tweak it as you go. Get better at it. Practice as if, like right now, I, I, I've always been this way, even as a church planter. Uh, I remember when we planted our first church in 1999 uh, in, uh, in, at Kent State University in Ohio. And we started this little tiny thing, you know, and, and I started acting like we had more people before we got them. Really, we had more people. The big room was too big, you know, and then the people started to come. And I said, we need a bigger place. We got this bigger place, and we started acting like we had them before they came. And that act of faith started to, you know, even when we got our building, our coffee house, uh, I, I started prophesying that we got to knock that wall out and put, make room because in, in four months, it's going to be like a bus rolled up. And so when we did it, it happened. And I'm doing that right now. I'm acting like I'm, you know, I, honestly, it's seeing things that are not as though they are. And preparing yourself for it. So I'm, I'm now envisioning now a, 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 a being able to a prophesy on a global level. And uh, I'm envisioning right now impacting the media. Having a reality TV show that would take the real deal uh, in a way that, that, that would, um, you know, that people would say, I want that. That guy's weird, but I want that. <laughs> so anyway, I want to encourage you. Because you're gonna, there's many people about to get a breakthrough. I'm so serious. And, um, oh, hey, by the way, before I, before I finish, uh, I, I'm really bad at this stuff. That's why I want to do it. Uh, but because I'm the, I'm the kindness guy, I'm, the, I'm one of the um, encouragement guys. I'm known as the, the encouragement guy. I'm the positive guy. So I thought I would do something positive. And I've got a CD called um, Four Keys to Relative, Relevant Evangelism. It's, it's my life message, basically, on one CD. <laughs> Not much... <laughs> Really, too, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm giving them away. Everybody in the place gets one, uh, but you got to stop back at the book table afterwards. One per person, please. Uh, and they're great coasters, if anything. Uh, I wrote a book several years ago called Prophecy, Dreams, and Evangelism. And I was one of the forerunners in training people in prophetic evangelism. I wasn't the only one, but I was one of the crazy ones willing to go out there when no one else was doing it. And uh, in fact, we came uh, 10 years ago this month, November 2001, I did my very first West Coast prophetic evangelism workshop at the, what was it, Good News Fellowship, where I did the comedy last night 10 years ago. We launched, I, I, not only did you guys launch in, in reaching out, I launched uh, back on the West Coast, and, uh, and it was like a, a marriage, it really helped, and it, would, it was raining, we were going to do our first outreach at the Hacienda, what, Hacienda, interpret for me, yeah, Hacienda Crossings, and, uh, and so we were going to do our first outreach, but it was raining like crazy, I'm thinking, God, you called me here, and I don't know if anyone, was anyone here for that? Remember how the rain... 
I can see clearly now right at the outreach, the rain went away in a double rainbow. And right when we came back to share testimonies, the rain started again. I said, thank you, Jesus. And it's been like that, really. It's been like a, uh, the promises of God, right? So uh, I've been one of the forerunners in prophetic evangelism. I got kind of typecast in that. They think that that's all I do. Now I've been advancing now, dream interpretation, interpreting tattoos now. I, I don't have any tattoos, but I'm doing tattoo interpretations. It's been a lot of fun. This is, you're, I'm forerunning again, guys, right? Uh, because billion people have tattoos. Look up. That's what the Lord says. Look up. The fields are, are ripe for harvest to tell people their destiny over their tattoo, whether you agree with what it is or not. It's amazing they line up. And that's what's opening Hollywood to us right now is the tattoo. Because I'm known as the tattoo prophet. But he doesn't have tattoos. Anyway. But if I did. Uh, so... Uh, Anyway, I wrote another book. Uh, I've written a few books, but I wrote another book. I was visited by an angel in 2004, and literally, I mean, I literally saw this angel, and I was given a strategy on how to help people find their destiny. And I wrote a book called, um, oh, yeah, personal, oh, there it is, uh, Personal Development God's Way. And, uh, it, you know, it, what I found out about it, after I wrote it, you know, I lived it out. I've been traveling around helping people find their destiny. And I found out a lot of Christians don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want to. They, they just want. You want the book. Yeah, I know you think I'm going to give it away. But see, this is something you got to really invest in. I'm serious. You really got to invest in your future. And even though that Jesus came into my house the, after, the, after I wrote this and said, well done to me, and, uh, and I had an amazing encounter, but yet it was the worst selling book that year for Destiny Image. Now, how's, go figure. I just, so, I just say, Lord, would you redeem that? Would you redeem that? Because Christians weren't ready to say, I want to develop myself personally so that I can, you know what? A changed life is the best witness for Jesus Christ. That's where we're moving right now. I know I'm not supposed to talk about the fact that it didn't sell, but I'm just going to be out there right now. I'm calling things that are not as, as though they are. It's going to sell. It's going to catch on. It's going to, really, it's going to go. And people are going to grab hold of it because if you can change something in your life. Uh, anyway, so uh, I also went to South Africa in 2009, and I had all kinds of angelic encounters, and I've had been, my life and ministry has, has never been the same. And when I was there, I prophesied. The reason I was there is I prophesied a million dollars, a strategy for this guy, how to increase four times in his business. I prophesied this in England from a, a businessman in South Africa that a, something was going to happen, a strategy, and he was going to get four times blessing on his, uh, on his business. And it happened. He got a million dollars in eight months, netted, no kidding. And they called me up and invited me to South Africa. And they, I thought it was going to be a little meeting, you know, you never know, you travel internationally. And I show up there, it's like a thousand people, and they introduce me as a, uh, an international prophet from the United States who prophesies business and kingdom finances. And I'm like, yeah, hey, thanks. <laughs> Call things that are not as though they are, right? And, and because I stepped up and did that, I was visited by an angel that gave, in my hotel room, or, uh, I was visited by an angel and it gave me a download on how to reap financially. And I have a little a thing called Kingdom Financial Strategies. This was recorded just a few days after I got back two CDs and some biz, uh, bib, biblical principles that you can apply to your life on how to reap financially. 
And we really do need to reap. I'm not, I don't get up here and talk about this stuff, but I know that it's my last meeting and I should do it, just so you'll know what's back there. Because I just want you to know, if you don't have enough money or whatever, don't let money stand in the way if there's anything on my book table you want. Right, it's kingdom principles, right? Pay what you can, or if you have more, don't let me stand in the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so uh, uh, people are always, uh, they, they wonder how I, I, you know, I was able to write. I, I'm not even a writer, I failed English and speech class, now I'm a speaker and writer. And uh, <laughs> I wrote this book in 30 days. I wrote my first book in three weeks. Now I did the research first. And so I wrote another book called Write a Book Quickly. Unlock your creative spirit. Notice how thick it is. <laughs> but it took me three years to write this one. Anyway. <laughs> but God told me to write this book on, it was actually, I was trying to write it. I was trying to write it bigger, and then God told me I was a perfectionist. I needed to knock it off and just release the thing as it is, you know. And uh, I was trying to, because to me, it's going to get better every day, so uh, I can't wait till tomorrow. And um, <laughs> it's how to unlock your creative spirit. And this is like all the practical stuff if you feel called to write a book, whether to self-publish, uh, you know, or go to a publishing company, uh, how to do writing, writing exercises, how to blog, stuff like that, write a book quickly. I was awakened two years ago on Christmas morning, and I heard this, the words spiritual identity theft, and that people have been suffering from, that's why we have identity theft in the world, because people are suffering from spiritual identity theft. So I wrote another big book because <laughs> I found out people read these more than they read these other ones. <laughs> I asked people, have you read my book? Well, yeah, I'm on chapter three. Uh, I'm going to read it on my sabbatical. Uh. <laughs> it's good, though. It's good what your website says <laughs> but on these little books I ask have you read my, have you read my book they say yeah I've given it to 25 people if you have a message you want to get out there put it in a little book <laughs> really it's easier to do spiritual identity theft exposed seven plans of the, of the enemy to hold you back and seven strategies of God to release you into what you've been called to do uh, last but not least is uh, I got a few things but I never mentioned them and I, I really wanted to because uh, last year I was praying for a financial strategy I'm still waiting on the Lord by the way uh, while I'm doing this I was praying for a financial strategy in June that was one of the prophetic words I released in May was pray for your strategy to get blessed financially anyone remember that one yeah I'm so popular thank you I saw that hand thank you it probably works for me yeah uh, but anyway um I prayed for my strategy to get blessed. And God said, here's what I want you to do. Because now I'm moving from prophetic evangelism more into going into Hollywood. I can't have evangelism on my website anymore. Because now with iPhones and stuff, they'll know I'm an evangelist. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, I have all this stuff. I was a, my whole life message, which is several books, uh, Prophecy, Dreams, and Evangelism, the Prophetic Evangelism Workshop, No More Christianese, all the stuff I've been training people at, right? I'm no longer doing it. I had 30 documents I didn't even know that I had. Uh, no More Christianese, anyone ever read that, right? That was 25 words. I have 350 words on my computer I hadn't even released yet. Uh, and so God told me to gather them all up and, and um, the Word documents and remove remove the copyrights and sell my life message, 30 of the documents, 
the, the actual Word document to Prophecy, Dreams, and Evangelism, the actual Prophetic Evangelism Workshop, and to sell it for like about 100 bucks. And I said, I'm worth more than 100 bucks. I'm, I'm worth 150 at least. <laughs> Originally, he said 97. That's I sold it on my website for 97, but I think it's about 125 now. But this is the actual, just a CD that has the stuff, and I've removed all the copyrights. Uh, and for 100 bucks, you can bill, you can take all my life message, it's got all the research of how Jesus did evangelism. It's got all the stuff. You can take it, do whatever you want with it. As, as long as you don't just re-release it as it is, you can use it as for Bible studies, websites, blogs. You can write your own books with it. Use it for sermons. There's some sermons in there. Anyway, freely I have received. Freely I give. Really. And thanks to only half the crowd. Thank you very much. That's it freely you have received, right? Anyway, you think I'm going to hand these to you? I'm not, because I just said you could pay whatever you wanted over there, so why would I give it to you? There's a spiritual principle. The more you give, the more you receive. Anyway. All right. Hey, so now I'm moving into a whole new realm. Uh, I've been releasing these prophetic words. I finally got, here we go. Uh, over the last few months, what I've been saying is, is that, over, uh, that we're in a strategy, we're in a season right now from 2002 to 2011 that the enemy has overplayed his hand and ripped us off. Doesn't take a profit to figure it out, but I, God starts showing me that in my own life, I don't know about you, I start checking the calendar and checking the bank account and something went wrong. Really, I thought there was a revival coming in 05. I thought stuff was going to happen. How many people thought back in 2005 and 2006, you're going one way, and then all of a sudden 06 comes around, you know, uh, you end up in, like on a reality show called Punked by an Angel. <laughs> Everything went wrong. Something's going, how many people, anybody? Come on, check your calendars. You're going one way, and all of a sudden, it goes the other. A revival gets released, and it just goes the other way. And so uh, I started looking at this. The Lord told me, he said, the enemy did not want to what to happen is happening, what's about to happen, to happen. And so he took everything he had and unloaded it on us. I'm serious. The enemy has unloaded it. No, you don't hear too many people talking about it. We just rolled over and took it. It really, we just roll. I did. I just like, oh, all right. Thank you, sir, man. Have another. You're just like, what? Come on. It was like, it was like it must have. Been, well, we didn't know what was going on. I didn't know. I was like, here. I am a prophet. And I didn't even know what the heck's going on. All I knew was uh, after 2006, we started getting our butt kicked over and over and over and over. From 2002 on, and God told me that we've been in a nine-year period, 2002 to 2011, where the enemy has overplayed his hand. He has tried to prosecute you too seriously, but now God is repaying. But here's the deal. It's not automatic. It's just like the judicial system on earth. You must file a claim. You must file. You need to make a list of the things that you've been ripped off. I've, I've been saying this for the last few months, and I've been doing it over and over. I mean, I've, I started making big, long lists. You know, give me another page. I start finding more and more things. I'm talking about, uh, you know, not just money. I'm, I'm talking about uh, jobs that fell through, houses you lost, not just possessions, gifts and ministries and, and prophetic callings and anointings of healing that never, uh, that started to dry up a little. And you know what I'm saying? 
all these things, small things and big things. And, and God says, it, make this list and begin to ask for it. And it is time. Now, there's no time limit. I, I had originally said, you know, you want to do this by right around Rosh Hashanah, which is September 26th, or it was somewhere in September, uh, because you want to do it around Rosh Hashanah because that's when things were shifting for payback. But in God, he's outside of time, so go ahead and still do it. I still do it all the time. And, it, uh, and he said this, and it might not come back the way you think. If you lost money, you might not get money back. You might get favor back. Uh, I lost a lot of, about all that stuff. But what am I getting right now? Favor. The reason I'm getting favor is because I've asked the Lord to repay me because in 2002 on, and it was right after 9-11, right? It was just a few months after 9-11. The enemy overplayed his hand. And what I mean by overplay his hands is he, he, he attacked us too hard. And because God is faithful and just, he must repay us if we ask. If we don't ask, how many people have ever gone to court? Hey, let's, let's see a show of hands. We'll have ministry later. But if you've gone to court and you have actually uh, won a judgment, anyone ever win a judgment in court? Anybody? Come on. All right. Now, did you get your money automatically? Some people do. No, you didn't. You would, after you get a judgment from a judge, you then have to collect your money. And then you have to go put a lien on them. You got to go lean on them. And sometimes you have to file a motion in another court. You have to go back to court and say, hey, I've got this judgment. This guy's not paying. And I file a motion. Your honor, will you move on my behalf and make them pay? And that's what the Lord's saying. Yes, I will. Watch me. And that's what we have to do. See, we, after you get your judge, most people think it's all automatic because of the word of God. I get these emails. Because, I don't know how difficult it is to release words on Elijah list. I get a bunch of fan mail, love letters from Christians who are telling me, well, brother, the word of God is powerful. It is so powerful. It's just a word of God. You don't need to file any claims. You got the word of God. I, you don't understand the word of God. The Word of God says that there's spiritual principles at work all the time. And, and people think that, they, that just the Word of God alone is enough. It's powerful to do anything, right? And it is very powerful, but it is, can I say this? I'm, I'm trying to hack the head off of some, uh, the, something that's not working anymore. Because you have to take, because there's spiritual principles in the Word of God. If you give, you receive. If you judge others, you will be judged. See, there's stuff in there that we have to be careful of. If the thief is caught, he must pay. You know, there, there's stuff in there. But it is not a free ticket, right? It got quiet in here. It is not a free ticket. You have to be active. And you have to step in there and you have to know how to use the word of God. And know when it is what, what, uh, you know, what, what principles to apply at any given time. And so you have to push to get it. And we are in a season. We need to push right now. Let's get a good push. Come on, everyone. Push in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm sounding like a Pentecostal preacher up here all of a sudden. Somebody throw me a do-rag because the anointing's pretty strong for those who are spiritually impaired. Uh, that is God. I've had a massive amount of spiritual experiences and dreams over the last few months. Massive amount. I couldn't even keep up half the time. I'm having a journal two and three hours sometimes. Not every day, but sometimes over the last few months. Because I started pushing in and saying, God, I got ripped off. I got ripped off with my revelation. 
I, my prophetic gift got ripped off. My book didn't even sell. Uh, my first book, the, back in two, when the first book came out in 2006, the publishing company uh, closed. I got a word from God. He says, you better pray that the editor stays alive until your book is delivered. I'm like, that's a weird prayer. <laughs> but the Lord didn't say pray that this woman wouldn't die. He said pray that, that, you're, that she stays alive until your book gets delivered. My book got delivered. Three days later, she died. Publishing company closed. That was an injustice. It was. My book didn't get marketed, my first book. Uh, but God blessed it anyway. I didn't get on all the TV shows or anything like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He blessed it anyway. And I've, I've gotten in his face with the Lord. says, hey, wait a minute. You said I'd be blessed, right? Are you with me here? About pushing in and, and, and getting the things that God has called you to do, right? But here it is. Um, is that here's the, the thing. Is that God was very, very clear with me. He says, tell people that you can't have judgments against other Christians and people. You can't file. I had an encounter with the Lord. I was taken. I, sh I was shown the courtroom of heaven. Do you know what the courtroom of heaven is? It's a place we go in prayer and we bring our petitions before the Lord to be heard by the king or the judge. And it was jammed. The courtroom of heaven was jammed with Christians accusing each other. I couldn't even get in. I'm like, what's going on? It was mass confusion. There was Christians accusing each other. I was stunned. This is, it's called intercession. Right? And Christians were not meant to, the apostle Paul said, he was shocked when he said, uh, he said, you know, don't sue each other in the court of law. He was talking about in the physical, but in the, in the supernatural realm, what's going on today is we have Christian against Christian. They will know we are Christians by our love for one another, it says. And until we bring unity, we are, we are again like, like Cain uh, killing Abel and Abel's blood. These are two brothers. When, they, when one kills another, Abel's blood cries out from the ground to the Lord. And we're killing each other. I know because people are killing me. They're trying to kill me. You know, they're coming against me because I'm, I'm unusual. I'm outside the box. I just said things even here that's freaking people out. I am prophetic. I mean, it doesn't take a prophet to figure out when I start messing with the word of God. If I start messing with the way we do things around here, the only reason I'm messing with it is because it ain't working. I mean, it's not, in a, in a greater sense, it's not working because there's no one beating down the doors to come in churches. And Christians, go ask anybody what they think of Christians, you'll probably get a negative answer. That's what I'm saying. I love the church, and I'm saying that, that we have to start loving each other. And so I had this encounter several times with the courtroom of heaven, and the Lord said, we tell my people to mediate and settle out of court. In other words, don't go accusing people in prayer. Go to them. If your brother sins against you, go to them one-on-one. -on -one. Go to either that or just give it up and go on. Move on. Let it go. Or, you know, mediate outside. Then I have this encounter because, you know, I was still a little ticked over a few things, you know. I was doing, apparently, I had the encounter because I was in the courtroom of heaven filing a motion against someone. I mean, that's the encounter I had. I couldn't get in because it was too packed. And an angel comes over to me in this encounter and says, uh, you need to settle outside a court. And says, you're better off doing that. Uh, and, that. and so I have another, it, I had a dream after that where a mediator angel came to me and was assigned to me for something that I had against a publishing company that closed down. <laughs> you, you know my story. 
it was, I had a, I didn't know I was still carrying a grudge. I didn't know it. I thought I'd let it go, but you know, somewhere back in there, I was still feeling ripped off, you know? And that little ripped off can turn into a little rift inside you and you can get angry and anger is not the fruit of the spirit. You need the fruit of the spirit. Really, anger is not, is not righteous anger. Don't, don't be disguised. As don't, don't even think that. Don't, don't be deceived. It's disguised. It's a righteous anger, brother. <laughs> it is. Nope. Very little is not righteous anger when you have a difference or a grievance with someone, right? And so a mediator angel came to me, and, the media, and this angel said, you're going to be better off settling out of court because if you go into court, you do not want to go before the judge because there is either a yes or no decision and, and one party's going to lose and the other party happens to be your brother in Christ. Wouldn't you much rather have a win-win situation? That's called mediation. That is called uh, the, the spirit of reconciliation. And God wants to release the spirit of reconciliation and angels are now being assigned if you would ask them, right? Uh, ask them, uh, I called a, an attorney after, I emailed an attorney I knew and said, is this true? I mean, I, I had this encounter and I don't really know about the court of law. And they said, yeah, actually, it's, it's absolutely true. And in, in the encounter, I saw my folder and my folder was there. I was thinking, well, I'd like to take a look at that. Uh, but the, the mediating angels going through it and going through all the pages, and I'm thinking, am I in trouble? That's a big folder. You know, are those, are those things against me or something? You know. <laughs> anyway, this isn't about sins, because if you confess your sins, those aren't in the folder anymore, right? This is about other things. This is about uh, things that we do, things that we say, people we bless, what you sow, therefore, you shall reap. And the, the, the angel, this is only a few months ago, opened my folder and says, well, there's good news for you, is there's a lot of positive things here. And that will really go well when we go to mediate. That means keep doing good. Do not give up doing good, God says. For in due time, you will reap a harvest. Really, in due time. Because it is being captured in heaven. It's not being forgotten. And you, want, you will want to be known in heaven as an encourager or as someone who loved or as someone who gave up a grudge. You will want to be known in heaven and not as the one who was uh, grumbling and thinking it was intercession. I've been bringing this word to the church that grumbling and complaining is not intercession, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Whoa. Now you... You know why I'm taking time off after this. Anyway, <laughs> so we're giving up our offenses is what the Lord said. I had an angelic encounter. I was back in South Africa this year in August. An angel came into my room. I'm waiting for an encounter. I knew I was going to have one. Angel comes in the room, tells me something. And the first thing, it shocked me. I'm, waiting. I'm, got, I'm, got, I'm ready. I got, my, you know, I got my questions to ask just in case I could get, get, fire off a few questions. Uh, but I never could because the presence was so strong. I forgot everything. I was like, uh... <laughs> drool coming out of the side of my face uh, and so the angel comes in the room and before I could say anything hastily says to me you need to give up your offense against this person and names a name I said whoa I didn't even know I had one I knew that I used to have one but I didn't know I still had it they said for you to move into the next for me to do give you what I'm about to give you you must remove your offense I'm just it's what he said I'm just saying the angel's like, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> it must have been my angel coming in. I'm just saying. Revelation 12.10. Um, the accuser of the brethren. That's Satan. 
the accuser of the brethren. And the Lord said to me, Christians are, are taking on a characteristic of Satan when you accuse your brethren. And therefore, it cuts off the life flow of blessing because you've come into an agreement with a name of Satan instead of the name of God. With the name of God is Jehovah Jireh. The name of God is the God of blessing, the God of forgiveness, the God, oh, you know what I'm saying? We do not want to be the accuser of the brethren because that will, you see why it will cut our flow off. Some people are saying, I've been praying all these things, brother Doug, but nothing's working. I go, have you checked your heart lately with your accusations or against other people? Because that right there, that's, that'll cut the life flow off. It also says in Luke 6, 37, do not judge or you will be judged judged do not condemn or you will be condemned forgive and you will be forgiven whoa right there's spiritual principles at work here it's very very important i just had a dream last week that linda and i went out and uh and we were, had some shady guy living with us but he was redeemed uh he got out of prison or something and, and he was born again and we don't really uh but in the dream it was that way and on my cell phone i had a surveillance camera back at the house i decided to check it and he's going through our files ripping us off our personal files so we get back there i'm thinking surely he's not home and i get into the house and here there he is he's still there the thief i caught the thief and uh i know what my friend bob jones would say did you kill him you know, you could kill him. Bob would tell me, he's a prophet. Bob would say you could kill the thief. But I wanted to catch the thief and prosecute the thief. Really, I, I wanted to pro I want be prosecute so I could get back what was stolen. And he was in my journals and everything. And, uh, and so I had Linda, you know, uh, on the, in, the, in, the, in the dream, uh, I had Linda call 911. We were calling the police. And I was, I was holding him back. And I had to take a bat. I had to hold him back. And um, he was throwing things at me that I should have been hurt, but I wasn't. It was all a smokescreen. The thief was caught, guys. The thief can be caught in your life. It is his time to catch the thief. And guess how much you get back? Seven, hundred, seven or a hundred. Ninety-three. We'll cut it. We'll cut it. We'll just, we'll take 93. I'll take anything. Seven times, a hundred times. I just want to be uh, repaid for everything that Satan has stolen. Uh, so here's the deal. Here's how you do it. Is how to, now, I got a judgment back in August. Uh, I had an encounter with the Lord. I came home from a trip. I was sleeping, Santa Maria. Uh, that's where I live. Uh, and I was sleeping and uh, I was really tired. In the middle of the night, sometime, I don't know what it was, but an angel comes in the room hastily, this is a very hasty angel. I didn't, I've never met this angel. I, and I don't know angels by name, I just know them by function. I know that there's a finance angel, there's a love angel, there's a revelation angel, there's a fire angel. You know, I know that. This angel I'd never seen, but this one was delivering, uh, they, he was out delivering uh, promotions and judgments from heaven. He was a deliverer, he was a news guy, you know, he's like the UPS guy. And he was tired. It was right around Rosh, right before Rosh Hashanah. And he was doing some early that had already been decided. You know, during the Day of Atonement, Rosh Hashanah, right between then and, and uh, Yom Kippur, with the, I don't know if you know this, but God really does examine your life. Uh, and Christians argue with me, why does he have to do Why You know, why is it, uh, do, I thought we're, we're beyond the law now, brother. God still is on a Jewish calendar. I don't know if you know that. He never changed. He never switched to the Greek calendar. And I don't celebrate any of the holidays. I'm quite Gentile. Uh, but um, 
eat hot dogs and everything. The Hebrew, I like their hot dogs, the Hebrew hot dogs. <laughs> That's about as Jewish as I get. That's an, isn't that an American Jewish thing, you know? Hebrew hot dogs, wow, Whew. Anyway, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm out on the limb again. Uh, but uh, I'm just saying this, that this angel comes in. He's real hasty. And he says, and he, and he jabs me. And I, and I pop up and I, I, I get up. And, and before I could even say anything, he's making an announcement. Almost like a, you know, comes in and, and says, your case has been heard in heaven. And heaven has ruled in your favor. And I, and like, bam, I'm spring up. I'm sitting uh, on the side of the bed, and I'm lifting my hands to worship God because I'm thinking, dude, this is a good day. <laughs> right? This is a good day. I was, I was in the middle of the night. I hate those middle of the night experiences. I'd rather have them in the middle of the day, but somehow God decides to work at night. I don't know why. Because he's the God of light. I don't know why he does not in the night. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe on the other side of the world, he does it in the day. Uh, over, you know. But... Here I am, I pop up and I'm worshiping the Lord, right? And he's telling me, he goes, rejoice this night for you are loved in heaven. And, he's, and he went on to tell me some things that were going to happen. I looked down at my hands and there was chains on my wrists that I didn't know were there. And cha- there was chains hanging from my wrists. And the angel's unlocking them. And the angel said, those had actually been on you for the, for the last three years and were placed there by leaders who've spoken against you who did not understand you judgments from other people. Bless their hearts. That's what I say. Bless their hearts, Lord. Bless their hearts. So they didn't understand, right? I didn't even know I had it, but I did know, I did know that I had been kind of a limited mobile, uh, mobility. Sorry, I almost got southern there. Mobility. Um, <laughs> he's a little, a, little, a little bit limited in his mobile. And uh, he's unlocking these chains that were on me and at that point, I realized this is like Peter in prison, right? Jabbed in the side. And the, the iron gates are going to open next, right? That's what I'm thinking. They didn't. Uh, but uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but this experience happened, and it happened for a reason, is that God is now, believe it or not, God is passing out promotions right now. He's pa- and you are, there's people who have been lined up to be promoted, whether at whatever level you're at, at whatever sphere of influence you have right now, God wants to bring you to a new level so that you can actually operate in the next, this next year, 2012 is going to be very, very strategic. So here's what happened though, is the enemy is still trying his last attack. And, uh, and this happened, we got attacked so bad this week and he's still getting stuff, but it's a smokescreen. It is a smoke screen. And I, and I heard this, that it was a frontal attack, a frontal attack. Then uh, someone, I, I think someone on my staff looked it up on wikipedia.com. That's where we go when we need wisdom. Uh, and um, <laughs> someone looked up frontal attack on Wikipedia. And actually, it is a last resort of the enemy. It is not the preferred method of attack. If the enemy wants to attack you, he's going to flank you from the side or ambush you from the back. When he does a frontal attack, he has no cards left. It is the, it is the last stand, and he suffers the greatest loss from a frontal attack. And the enemy is doing a frontal attack on you right now. Right. Uh, anybody with me here? Am I preaching to the wrong group? My goodness, I'm actually preaching up here. 
So God spoke to me on the Day of Atonement. We were out on the beach on Avila Beach. It was a great place to be on the Day of Atonement. And, uh, and we went out for a walk to hear the Lord. And, uh, and he spoke to me. He says, the attack against my people, the, 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 this nine-year attack is over. Tell them, though, they need to push through and push through to get it, right? And then I heard this, Zechariah 3, 1 through 7. I heard it, and I, went, I already knew what it was. I, I do read my Bible, but um, I knew what it was, but I had to go back and read it again. Uh, Zechariah 3, now Zechariah, uh, this is, well, I'll just read it, and maybe you'll know what it is. Uh, this is a Bible, by the way. You can use this in the Bay Area, um, but uh, if I'm in the Bible Belt, I have to tuck it in a real Bible to... Uh, King James and I'm glad these weren't around when I did drugs. This Bible's spinning. I have glasses on. I put it in 18 point. <laughs> no one takes me serious with these things on anyway. <laughs> Jesus, son of David. Yes, they are little girl glasses. Tuesday morning, three ninety-nine. I just tell people I'm from L.A. He's from L.A. See if you, see if you spend two hundred dollars on a haircut, you wear cheap glasses to get away from. Him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan. Listen, Satan was at his right side accusing him. Then the Lord said to Satan. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. For is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now Joshua was, was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. And the angel said to those who were standing there before him, Take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put rich garments on you. Then I, uh, then I said, Put rich, uh, uh, put clean, uh, clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head. And they clothed him. And as the angel stood there, the angel of the Lord gave this charge. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you walk in my ways and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house. And you'll, um, you'll have charge of my courts. And you'll be given a place among those standing here who was angels being able to move into an angelic realm. Now, I don't know if you understand the depth of this, but here is a guy. He's, Joshua the high priest is the first priest to be reinstalled after the fall of Jerusalem and, and the Babylonian captivity. They go back and they're restoring the temple. Joshua is the first high priest and the Lord was showing me, do you know what his sin was? Some people think that these dirty clothes, what was he doing? My goodness. Oh, his sin was that he had worked really hard to restore the temple and that he couldn't have the fine linen you know because it was a it was a sin for any high priest to go in with an unclean clothing on 
but he had been working to restore the temple. And many, listen to me, many of you have been working very hard. You've got your clothes dirty in the process. And the enemy has tried to wrongly accuse you. Satan was there accusing this man, saying he's unfit for ministry. And this is, listen, this is the word of the Lord tonight. That, that God is saying that, uh, that you, in this room, you have been, many people in this room, the enemy has tried to trick you and trap you to say that you're un, unfit for ministry. He's tricked and trapped. And the Lord says, you know what he says? The Lord rebuke you off of your lives. And that he's about to do something. He's about to switch things around. And though I don't know if you realize the depth of this, but the enemy really has been duping people into believing. That's what my spiritual identity, uh, de- uh, uh, spiritual identity theft exposed is, is the enemy is duping people into believing that they are their sin. That's a lie. And duping people into, into believing things that aren't even biblical about themselves. And I just say this, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, off your life. The Lord rebukes Satan. Oh, when the Lord does it, he's going to do this. He's going to step up right now. Father, let it come. And now God put the clean turban on people's heads. You know what that is? A renewed mind. And I command right now, I just tell you, right now in the name of Jesus, the attack of the mind is now released. There's been a nine-year attack of the mind. Depression, gone. Discouragement, gone. Ungodly beliefs, gone. And you're about to step into the clean, clear thinking the mind of Christ. And I stand up here, I stand up here in this condition, a man snatched from the fire. I stand here with my clothes dirtied from working so hard, really. And the Lord said to me that he's rebuking it off. And so I stand here with you. I'm not, I'm telling you, really. It has been a rough season. It has been one rough season and it's changing. And now, I'm glad we got that over with, right? <laughs> now we can move on because did you feel the shift happen in the room? Something's about to, over the last, uh, actually it's been since, uh, I believe it started right here in my journal, on 9-26, September 26th, I began to have dreams about the San Francisco Bay Area and spiritual experiences. I don't know if you noticed, I've released some words on the, the Elijah list. Last month, I released one. I don't know if you read it or not. I might not be popular here, but, or I talked about there's people, these basement people. Anyone read that about the basement people? They were held back. They were people, I saw these people worshiping God, but they had been, un, they'd been hidden away like basement people in a cramped place. And that's been the season we've been in. We haven't had the freedom to fly and to do the things that we're called to do and be because we've been confined by a lot of attacks of the enemy, by a lot of discouragement, by a lot of the stuff in our own minds, right? It's our own, our own mind. We've been confined uh, and, and held back by leaders. I saw this. Uh, these basement people that are also being held, they were also held back by God because it wasn't time to release them yet. And I saw a door of the Spirit open up and 
then the, when this happened, this door, like a roll-up door, and you could see, I saw in the spirit, outside was mountains and rainbows and all kinds of new stuff. It was the promised land. But, but when they opened, the wind of the spirit came in, and, and when it came in, it refreshed people so much, they thought it was revival. So they stood on the edge like this, experiencing what they thought was re revival, but they're still in the basement. And, and, and I, God told me, tell them to go out. You can go out. It, you're, you're free to go. You're, you're free, now free to move about the country. You know, it's... And no baggage fees. How good's that? Because God has now released your baggage. And you're free to go move. Well, guess what? Anyone remember reading that one? Well, guess what? When I had that, it all, that took place in the San Francisco East Bay. That, that experience took place... In, I never said that part, you know, because I didn't want to limit it. It's not limited, but when I saw that, when I saw it, I was with people from this area. And so it, that was significant. But that was the first one. I thought, well, okay, the, you know, that was something. That was an amazing thing. And now 11-1, the next day, I'm having a dream. These dreams, some of these dreams are more than dreams, you know what I'm saying? Some of them are spiritual experiences. I'm, I'm uh, driving in a huge boat with my dad also known as God, right? Uh, but I'm, he's a driver in a huge boat, and we come, we're flying, and we come under the San Francisco, uh, uh, the um, Golden Gate Bridge. We come under the Golden Gate Bridge and land in the water, uh, and, and we'd actually passed, I, I'm pretty sure we were just past the, the Bay Bridge, and we land in it, and suddenly we're driving, and I'm, I got the window down thinking, hey, this is cool, you know, it's a car, it's a boat, it must be a dream, you know? It's one of those dreams. <laughs> Dad's driving, I'm in the back seat, and then all of a sudden, I see a wave coming. And I'm thinking, that's a pretty big wave. I mean, this is a big wave. And the, it was on the, it was to the west of me, which means the wave was heading to the East Bay. But it was going to impact the entire Bay Area, but it was heading to the East Bay. Now, I, in the dream, I thought, well, I better roll the window up. I mean, it was... A, This wave was so big, I got hit with the first swell. I was getting concerned, so I thought rolling the window up was going to help. But, you know, it was an experience. Waves, tsunamis, things like that. This is not a tsunami in that sense. It's a spiritual tsunami. And it is a spiritual wave. Now, so there's, there's number two. And I still haven't really, I hadn't figured it out yet. But it's going to impact the entire Bay Area on 11-11. I had a dream of the West Coast, and a wind was blowing from, uh, from I remember blowing uh, from uh, north to south, and I was somewhere on the West Coast of California, I don't know where, a very vivid dream, one of those amazing ones, spiritual experiences. No one, I was on a beach, but no one realized that the wind had changed. No one had understood it, but I flew, I, I'm a flyer, I'm a frequent flyer, and uh, <laughs> So I just go like this. I, I go, hey, the, I could feel the wind. I said, I wonder what would happen if I go, whoosh, you know, and I flew up and I'm like, whoa, I'm holding myself back down. I go, hey, lady, help me. So the lady reaches up, you know, she's on her beach towel and pulls me back down. And, uh, and I thought, wow, that's cool. And I wonder what would happen if I go up to that cliff and throw myself off. So I went up there and, you know, sounds biblical. And so I went running and, whoosh, and I flew like, 
Uh, I had never flown that hard. That I had to learn. I had to come back down, and I had to learn to fly. And uh, I had to learn to fly differently because the wind was so strong, and the wind of the Spirit coming, right? And so I kept going up and coming back down. And one time I picked up some kind of a, a little blow-up thing for fun, you know, had it in my arm, hey, you know, and was doing stuff. I was having fun, right? But then the wind shifted. And the wind shifted. It was now it was blowing to the north towards San Francisco. And it was a heavy wind. And But what happened is it hit me straight on. I was out there flying, and it hit me straight on. Have you ever tried to fly into the wind? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Okay. Have you ever tried to do anything into the wind, ride a bike into the wind, or anything into the wind? It was tough. I was like suspended, and it was like, you know, kind of scary for a moment. But I knew I would make it. I was having to do this now, you know, do, do weird stuff. And uh, I knew what it meant, that, the, that the, the wind of the Spirit is increasing. Waves and wind, right? But now... Instead of Southern California, Northern California is going to get hit. It's going to actually impact because it went one way, then it went the other. So it's impacting both. We're going to see uh, something in the south, and then it would start going to the south first, and then it was going to come up and hit the north. That was on 11-11. On 11-17, which was Thursday, and I was uh, staying in Pleasanton. Uh, yeah, I was in Pleasanton. Hey, this is just right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Forgot where we are. <laughs> we showed up and did a house meeting. How many people were at the house? Anybody? Did anyone notice the presence of God that was there? The presence of God. To me, I don't know about you. I'm in a lot of places of the presence of God, and that was in the 8 to 8.5 level of the presence of God. I was quite shocked myself. Uh, uh, you know, not the, the presence of God. Sometimes it's just greater than others. But I had, uh, normally don't, uh, uh, long story short, I normally don't travel on the same day I minister. I like to, uh, but I just had driven up uh, from Santa Maria and I was a little rattled. And, uh, and it was, what I didn't understand was this mist. There was a mist coming down. It was a mist falling. Well, if, when you have hair like mine, you don't want water. Because I'll look like Barry Manilow really quick. <laughs> and we'd rather look like Rod Stewart. That's why we pay more. Not that Barry isn't hip or anything, but me and Rod have had this a lot longer than Barry. So this mist starts to come down, but I felt the presence of God, right? So that night, I, uh, we had the presence of God in the, in the meeting, and two people gave me prophetic words that there was a cloud over the house. And, uh, and that night, I had the dream when I got here that um, I saw this man standing in the Bay Area, and there was angels holding a bottle, and they were capturing his tears. And they were, they were you know, you've heard the verse, right? Have you heard about it? I had to look it up. Uh, Psalm 50 six, eight, and nine, about your tears being captured in a bottle, right, and, and being recorded. I've cried so much over the Bay Area. I don't know if you know this, over, over the Bay Area. I lived in the Bay Area for 18 years, Santa, uh, San Mateo. I had cried. I was a prophetic intercessor before I was doing what I do now. I have cried and cried and cried over the Bay Area. I couldn't take it anymore. I finally left the Bay Area God called me out, called us out, and we, we left our last time in 2001 to do what we're doing now. But, and, and the burden lifted off me. 
when I left the Bay Area. But I, I had cried so much. I used to go up and pray every single, I, I prayed every day at my church, 5 a.m. I'd go out at lunch and pray. I just prayed and prayed. That's how I met my wife as a prayer meeting at, at, uh, over in Belmont. And uh, I had forgotten about, almost forgotten about all those tears. And now the Lord is capturing, that had been capturing those tears. Have you been crying for anything in your life? And then I looked at it, and the tears suddenly went, goes whoosh, into one golden drop of liquid. It was liquid. Liquid anointing from the Lord. And the Lord said, he's about to pour it out, this, this liquid anointing. And he told me this, that the bottle I saw was my tears that I had cried. And that many people, he said this, many people, right now he's captured your tears. He's heard your cries. And he's now bringing it into a golden anointing about to be poured out. I was blown away by that. I've been crying so much lately. Uh, I've been wondering what was wrong with me. Really. Another thing that I was saying is God wanted me to get up here and release this tonight. And... You know what? With, with a lot of prophetic disappointment going on, I, I just said right to him. I said, God, I, I don't want to release anything unless you're going to do something. I'm, I don't want to do it anymore. The people can't take it anymore. We've got to see the money. We've got to see something. Really. We've got to see something. We say, God, we can't take Another prophetic word. We can't take another meeting, another rah-rah prophet up here saying that something's going to happen in San Francisco Bay Area. But God says this. He said, watch me. Did you know that he had awakened the watchmen on the wall? They'd been asleep. How many people got awakened as watchmen on the wall? Anybody? I was hoping. I want to awaken the watchmen. If you didn't get awakened, the watchmen on the wall. You know how I knew they were asleep? Because I'm prophetic, I see things on TV, right? Do you remember when the, um, the uh, air traffic controllers were, were sleeping? Duh. The watchmen in the tower were asleep, right? It was earlier this year. Did you know how they fixed it? Did they fire them? They added one more. They doubled the prayer. And the Lord says this, double your prayer right now and watch. And watch and see. See what's about to happen. So we say this, Father. We, God, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that you would release the watchman. Let it come right now. Release the prayers that we prayed. Father, would you release over us burdens again? Father, would you release the, the just release the anointing? There's something about to shift here. Father, we say this. Hmm. For all the words of judgment that other Christians and people have said about the San Francisco Bay Area, we pray, Father, that you would bring blessing. Not, I'm not saying anything about anybody. I'm just saying, God, we just pray you bring blessing. You're the God of mercy. You said you'd save you even said it. You said you would save Sodom and Gomorrah if they found one, right? And I found more than one. 
And we're about to see a move come in the gay and lesbian communities. We're about to see a move of God come in the new age communities. And we're about to see a move of God come in the tattooed, pierced generation that has no age limit. And we're about to see a move of God come in all the pagan uh, groups and the weird groups. And we're about to see a move of God come in, into Hollywood. I know that that's my, the wind blowing in the south is my calling. But I've come up here to release this as someone who's sown here. I've sown in tears. And I expect to reap in joy. You guys got any drums or anything? Can we, can we, is it all right? Is there a, is there a noise limit in this church? <laughs> Turn that music down, young man. You feel like, you feel it? We need to break through something. We're at a membrane right now. It's just like, whew, whew. Yeah, there's a birthing going on right now. So, Father, let it come. Whatever you got. Got anybody for the... Anybody that knows how to play the drums? <laughs> so, come on, just hold on up a second. We're going we're gonna to break through here, guys. I know the kids are going to come in in a minute, but they'll, they'll have fun, too. What are they doing? Uh, acting like kids. We need to break through right now. Breakthrough, sometimes there is a. So, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that, that tonight, I tell you, tonight, mindsets are going to change. I just keep seeing lights, flashing lights going back and forth. Anyone seeing them? There's flashing lights because the angels are here. There's a lot of angels. Let it come now, Father. Let your power, let your presence come. I don't know what it's going to sound like. Huh. So, Father, I hear a rumble in the heavens. I hear a roar coming. King of glory, look down on this area. Father, we say, bring the wave. That the whole world can see. I saw one more thing happen, guys. I saw an angel standing, and people from the Bay Area were with me. And the angel was about to dance. And I knew when the angel danced, they actually moved people back because it was a blast zone that was going to happen. And when the angel was going to dance, it would actually shake the, the, uh, the earth. And I saw golden coins and so I'm standing there waiting, and I was allowed to be up front, and I'm thinking, this is a danger zone, not, you know, and I was allowed to see it, and I saw the angel like this, ready to dance, but people got distracted, and they looked away right when the angel danced, and it was with the worries and cares of life. Do not be distracted right now. Do not be, these were people from this church and the Bay Area, because you're a part of it, you're a part of it. And when everyone looked away and distracted, I saw the angel dance, and it split the ground, and I saw gold coins come out. And the gold, it would be not just finances, but something from heaven about to be released.
Well, I'm just saying. I saw this church. I just had a dream that this church was a, a nine or ten year old prodigy child. And that, I just want to say, Brent and Suzanne, when you come back from sabbatical, God is going to use you in part of this wave. That's why he's getting you to rest now. He's spoken to you. And I've already said this, but I want to say it publicly, that this church and what you're releasing is a prodigy child that's going to touch the world. I'm not kidding. So, Father, we say, let it come right now. Come on. Let's all stand up. Come on. Come on. Whatever you need to do, just press in right now. Don't get distracted. Press in. Father, we say yes. We say yes to it. Break it open! Break it! Break it open!
There's a door open right now. Really? We're going to see revelation happen. Ooh, let it come. You might want to take a deep breath because this is for real. Just as evidence that the angels are walking around the room, I just want to let you know how many people right now, I don't want to tell, don't, don't get out of this place, but you're feeling something on your body somewhere, something, you're being, some tingling, some presence, let me just see, come on, something, the back of your head, the bottom here, just his presence, come on. 80% of the room is feeling something. Because the, just as evidence, I want you to show that, that there's something going on. My hands are on fire. My feet are on fire. Come on, let it come. These are angels walking around the room right now. The presence of angels. Let it come, Lord. Increase it. Let it come. say, Father, let your angel dance. The world has given up on the Bay Area. Father, we make the declaration right now that all eyes will see. We say, wave of God. Oh, boy. There's a presence. I don't know. If you, if you can't feel it where you are, you might want to come down here because the presence is so thick right in here. In Jesus' name. Yes, let it come. So you can feel it right in here. Anywhere in this whole front. Let it come, huh? Come on. Press in right now. Let it come, Lord. Come on. Come on. Let it come. Shut, shut. 
Come on, we got two minutes. Lord told me at 9-11, it's a redeeming thing. What do you got? Who's got the time? What time is it? It's 9.09. Father, we thank you that 9-11, you're going to, it is a breakthrough to something new. 
Come on, let's keep in there, Father, in Jesus' name. This is better than New Year's Eve, guys. This is the dawning of a new era. This is beyond a new season. It's a breakthrough. <laughs> one minute come on get ready go I prophesy right now that on March 4th, there's going to be a marching forth. We broke through a membrane just like a new baby comes. It's going to be in a fetal, it's going to be in an infant stage the first few months. I tell you, in March, you're going to see something spring forward. And we just make this declaration now, Father, that we would see a sign of your goodness for as, as a prophetic sign that you would confirm in everybody here. We ask, I think it's Psalm 86, 17, we ask for a sign of your goodness to know that you're with us. A sign of your goodness for over everybody, over the shift. We pray for finances to be released right now. We pray for repayment from 9-11, 2001, 10 years later, 9-11. That at 9-11 at night. But, March 4th? Yeah, March 4th. That's my birthday. That's her birthday. We're going to March 4th. So, Father, I pray that something happened tonight. This is definitely not a typical Doug Addison meeting tonight. <laughs> I don't usually... Fred, in, oh, yeah? All right, well, let me just finish this. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray now. We pray for this to release. Uh, something happened. I don't know about you, but I'm in a warp here. Isn't this warp time? Whew, do you feel this wave going through? The angels are still kind of blowing through. And we pray for the wind to shift, Father. We pray. I can see clearly now. Do you got it? I'm just going to put, you know, just get a song on here that's very anointed. So, Father, we just break, we just pray for this breakthrough right now. This turnaround. And pray for this. Come on. Crank it up. You got it?
gone. Come on. I can see all obstacles in my way. Let it come. Gone up the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be bright, bright, sunshiny day. Come on, over the Bay Area. Over our lives. I can see clearly. I think I can make it. I think I can make it now. Pain is gone. Hey, here's the rainbow. Here is the rainbow I've been praying for. It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Look straight ahead. Nothing but what? Blue skies and green lights. Hi. <laughs> Is that like coming through the mains or something? <laughs> Come on. I can see clearly now. What's it gonna be? It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. I guess God, Father, we praise you. Thank you, Father. So, Father, we just seal this tonight, and we say yes. I pray for the turnaround, the 9-11 turnaround. In the, la the last 11 years where the enemy has robbed us and, and, and brought fear and terrorism, we're now going to bring love, and we're going to bring now the angelic presence everywhere we go, the presence of the Holy Spirit. We just make a declaration over our lives, Father. Something's happening. Hey, you can, you can stay up here and soak, or you can have a good time with someone, but I just want to say God bless you guys. Let's walk in this stuff. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's end it a group hug. <laughs> <clears throat>